0: Welcome to The Garden Report Live, Part 1. I am surrounded by Jimmy Toscano of Metro Boston and Sean Hyken from The Athletic Chicago. Welcome. And probably the best Twitter account on the internets. Sean?
1: Lofty. Lofty, Lofty crazy. Yeah. So,
0: Sean, you witnessed Amir Johnson's greatest night of his entire life. We saw four Amir Johnson threes in a row. Do you think this is real life?
2: I mean, so honestly... Oh, and I, when that happened, I was like on his basketball reference page, looking up how many three pointers. Like, was he actually just a three, a good three point shooter? I didn't know about it, and it turns out he wasn't. So that's, it was just like, okay, whatever. This was just not the Bulls' night when that happened, and that's kind of what everybody was saying in the locker room afterwards. Was you know you 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 live with that if he's if he's making those shots?
0: Well, the big dog had a big night, and you know, Taj Gibson said like four times that was not in the game plan.
3: I was gonna say that. <laughs> I even heard Amir Johnson say in the locker was like, that wasn't in the scouting report. Wait, Amir Johnson said that. I heard him say Taj that. Taj Gibson said that too. I heard him say that. Everybody was saying in that. I like. I want to call it a miracle, if you will. Oh. Um, it was just one of those quarters for Amir. And uh, thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you can't expect that, but you'll definitely take it. And he was feeling it because we saw him drive to the lane a little bit later and uh, go a little up and under, a little floater. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I movie, like, MJ special drink or something yeah. at, at halftime. I don't know what it was, but. The Celtics will take it.
0: I think he touched the magic ball with Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley's (laughs) skill set in it. Uh, But we also saw the three alphas, which I'm sure you've been having a ton of fun with. I mean, it was interesting to talk to those guys after the game where, you know, you told me that Rondo has not been waiting out the media. Sure enough, tonight he left literally as they were leaving for the bus and there was like two people left to talk to him. But it was an interesting night for Rondo.
2: It was an interesting night. And I mean, it's always kind of an emotional thing for him to come back here. You saw, uh, before the game he got a huge ovation still uh, when he was introduced uh, by the PA announcer they still has a lot of fans in Boston but you know, as far as how he's been fitting in with the Bulls he has been terrific everybody on the team and Fred Hoiberg has all been raving about his impact how vocal he's been how he's setting guys up for shots and so far I mean I was as skeptical as anybody about how it was gonna fit but so far it's been great you think it's too early oh it's
3: definitely too early I mean you've got like you said the three alphas you've got Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, Rajan Rondo three guys that are a little hard-headed. They're they're emotional little, out there. A little
0: hard-headed, really. A little a
3: lot. Um, three three guys that look, they're all, you know, they're a couple of them have won championships. The third one's clearly good enough to be on a team that can win a championship. These guys have the same, I think, the end goal, but the way they want to get there is their own way of doing things. So I think at some point they're going to butt heads. But I mean, if it happens a lot of t- on a lot of teams. You maybe just don't hear about it, but in this case, everyone's looking for it and they're gonna be quick to jump on it at the at the at the, just the slightest sense of it. So it would be interesting how Hoiberg sort of balances all those um, attitudes in the locker room.
0: Well, you know, the funny thing we're seeing, people forgot they do have Fred Hoiberg who could work in the NBA, and it's kind of working right now.
2: It's been working. I think it's working a lot better than it was last time. I think just because you have a point guard that's willing to push the pace, and just guys are buying in. That's really what it is. And Jimmy Butler even said, uh, Yesterday at practice, that last year he was maybe too quick to judge Hoibert because obviously they had that incident in New York where he said he needs to coach the team harder. Uh, they kind of, it was a perception that they didn't get along. But Jimmy said that he's getting along better with Fred this year, and I think everybody else is buying in and following suit.
0: Speaking of buying in and following suit, let's do a read for Indochino Custom menswear. Thank you for the segue. I did that on purpose. Yeah. So uh, use the promo code GARDEN to get half off on an Indochino Custom made-to-measure suit for only $389. Go to the Newbury Street showroom in the Back Bay in Boston and get fitted. You can look as sexy as we do here on The Garden Report. So We'll be right back for part two. This is Jared Weiss of the Guard Report Live postgame show, and let's talk about Indochino, whose made-to-measure suits will have you looking like a million bucks. But now, with our promo code GARDEN, Their $800 custom suits will cost you just $389. That is over 50% off a made-to-measure suit. So visit their showroom on Newbury Street in the Back Bay to get fitted today for your made-to-measure suit. And you can start looking as sharp as we do on the Garden Report. We visited the showroom to get fitted, and it was an incredible experience. They are filled to the cuff with fabric selections, with pretty much any pattern and color combination that you can think of for a suit. You pick your lining, you pick your lapel, your monogram, and more. They even have custom shirts, too, so you can get the exact collar that you want. I'm getting a shirt with a cutaway collar, which is something that I have a lot of trouble finding, so I'm excited about that. The measurement process is actually pretty fun. Your style guide just makes it an easy experience. You show up to the store, you kick back, relax, and you just get ready to step into a perfectly fitting suit in just four weeks. So go to Indochino.com to book your appointment at their Boston showroom, and you can get any premium suit for just $389 when you mention the code GARDEN. You're just not going to beat that deal anywhere. You cannot get a made-to-measure suit of quality construction and fabric even near that price anywhere. And to have it this accessible and easy and fun, you just can't beat it. (laughs) Welcome back for part two of the Garden Report. We are powered by Indochino, so use that promo code GARDEN to get half off on a custom suit. Jay Crowder could use a new made-to-measure suit because his ankle is really Custom swollen cast. after There'll that one.
2: clothes for a while. Right? Yeah, good point. Yeah, he'll uh, be wearing
0: lots of Indochino now.
3: <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, maybe get him a green suit. I don't know. But um, that was a tough loss for the Celtics tonight. Obviously, when you see a guy like Crowder, I've said it on the show before, I think he's the heart and soul of this team. We see him hopping off the court, and then when we looked at the replay, he came down. I don't know on whose sneaker he landed. He it was landed. Rondo, of all people, Oh, I it was Rondo. <laughs> Rondo strikes again. I knew it had to have been Rondo. It couldn't have been anybody else. It had to be Rondo. He just probably stubbed his foot out there. No, he didn't do that. But it's it's a big loss for them. We can't, can't really beat around the bush. When they lost Crowder uh, towards the end of the regular season last year, they kind of limped into the playoffs, and we know how that ended. It did not end well. So they really need him. Um, unfortunately, it looks like he's going to be out at least a week. I'm guessing or more, more like two to three. More, yeah. yeah, it's probably going to be more. I know he's going to rush, try to get back as soon as he can, but you got to be smart about it.
0: They'll probably be on the court tomorrow in Cleveland. Who knows? Um, but this no, is a good s- traveling. Yeah, this is a good segue to you because you have been there on the other side of the coin for the whole Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder rumor mill. And the rumor was two Brooklyn picks and Jay Crowder for Jimmy Butler, and everyone in Boston thought that was crazy. But what about on the other side in Chicago?
2: I think the Bulls have absolutely no reason to give up Jimmy Butler for anything less than a package like that. He's under contract for three more years, so it's not like a Kevin Love in Minnesota situation or a Carmelo Anthony in Denver situation where they know they're going to lose him, so they just have to get whatever they can get for him. You know, Jimmy Butler, he's 26 years old, right in his prime. He's probably a top 15, 20 player in the league. And you know, with those two Brooklyn picks, I mean, they look great like as assets, but you hope that whoever you draft... With those picks, ends up being someday as good as Jimmy Butler is right now. So if you're, you know, if you're the Celtics, especially since they signed Al Horford, who is 31, or is he 30 or 31? He's, he's, yeah, yeah, he's 30. So he's not exactly young. Suddenly, you have to win now. So getting a guy like Jimmy Butler, you, you know, if you have to give up a couple of picks to do it, you do it. But now, with that said, I think that now once they sign Rajon Rondo and Dwayne Wade, and they're clearly going and trying to contend, there's basically no chance they're going to trade Jimmy Butler anytime soon. You never know; it it could melt down. Trade deadline
3: deal. You
2: never know with
3: with those guys, but do the Celtics want to make that deal?
0: I don't think so, especially after drafting Jalen Brown, who's a great example of guy that you hope could become Jimmy Butler, but that's like kind of like the best-case scenario, right? So having actual Jimmy Butler is more favorable. I think trading Jalen instead of the future Brooklyn pick might be more appealing just because they have a chance. If they're trading for Jimmy Butler, having Jalen Brown already isn't as much of a necessity, although it wouldn't be that different than having Jay on staff already. But the idea that Jay Crowder, who's making about half of what Jimmy makes— for the same period of time, he obviously does a huge difference offensively, but Jay really kind of compensates on the defensive end to the point that the difference doesn't seem to be a top three pick in a loaded draft, and then another potential top pick. Although of course Brooklyn
2: is having a pretty good season so far, and they might end up making the playoffs at this rate. So who knows? I would be very surprised if Brooklyn made the playoffs, you especially too, since too. Jeremy Lin got injured tonight. Oh really? I yeah. See that? Okay. Yeah. Might be out for a while. There
0: goes the season. But Brooke Lopez will win the three point contest, so it'll be fine.
2: Uh, he'll have to compete with Amir Johnson for that. All right. All right. Well,
0: <laughs> nice. we'll, leave, we'll leave it on that one. Two greatest shooters in the NBA tonight were Amir Johnson and Brooke Lopez. And the World Series was in a rain delay in the middle of the ninth inning when we're filming this, which is why we're filming it so late. So I don't know who I want to win. Yeah. I just
3: want to see everything burn. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, one city that starts with the sea is going to be burning tonight. So for Sean, for Jimmy, I am Jared. This has been the Garden Report live on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog, powered by IndoChino. <laughs>
4: Uh, Doug, Doug will be out tonight. He uh, he's, he's still got some steps to uh, to clear before he gets out of the concussion protocol.
1: Was he having more symptoms, headaches, or dizziness? Or
4: uh, he he actually feels really good uh, right now, uh, but it's it's got to be a full 24 hours uh, after he starts his activity. So uh, that that won't be until tomorrow, uh, sometime sometime mid afternoon tomorrow.
5: How has Rondo worked out for you
4: so far? Uh, Rondo's been great. He's, uh, he's he's been awesome to work with. Uh, you know, from the minute we signed him, uh, he, he came in. You know, the first thing we did is sit down and watch film together uh, on how we want to play. Uh, you know, he was around all summer, really, from about uh, middle of August uh, all the way through uh, till the start of training camp. Uh, I thought he did a great job of uh, you know really establishing himself uh, as a leader with our young guys. Uh, he's just, uh, he's been awesome. He's he set the tone uh, for our team. Uh, and, you know, defensively, he's done a good job with his pickup point, uh, you know, being the head of the snake uh, on that end. And then offensively, he's, he's really pushed the ball and uh, and gotten us out and played with great pace. So I've uh, been very happy with uh, with Rajan. Do you have to almost coach him or play with him to pr- truly appreciate what it brings to the team? Uh, you know what? He... Uh, Again, the, the thing that he's done a great job of. You, you hear him talking every huddle. He says, "Get out and run with me." You know, he, he tells our guys it's a it's a good way for this group to play uh, with with the different uh, uh, different uh, t- uh, players and talents that we have on this roster. Uh, he does such a good job of throwing the ball ahead. Uh, you know, a, a perfect example the other night when he threw ahead of Dwayne, and then Dwayne got Jimmy uh, with the lob, and the ball never hit the floor. So you know, he's he's just he's he's been a great uh, a great leader with his voice. Uh, you know, it starts with him in practice every day and he's, he's embraced that role. You've been Thanks. using McDermott uh, <clears throat> first off. And also Carter Williams uh, plays a point guard. So with both of them out, what's the rotation look like going this game? Well, you know, it's going to be uh, it, it, obviously that's a that's a big hit to our team uh, with those two guys out. Doug, Doug uh, you know, is, is one of the top shooters uh, in this league, and Michael's doing a good job getting into the paint and getting him open shots. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, get Denzel uh, probably out there. He'll he'll get a shot. Uh, tonight, you know, we'll have to play uh, Dwayne and Jimmy uh, potentially with the, with the ball in their hands. Jaron Grant is going to be have to uh, is going to have to be ready tonight after being inactive for the first three games. Uh, Paul Zipser uh, is going to have to be ready based on, uh, on certain matchups that uh, that may take place uh, out there on the floor. So it's going to be a collective effort. Uh, you know, you can't again, Doug, with what he brings to this team. Uh, you know, it's tough to replace with one one person. Uh, you know, but this is what uh, this is what these guys, you know, it's what they live for. You know, it's what the, why they put in the extra work is when they get this opportunity, when their name is called, uh, to go out there and produce and hopefully help uh, help put the team in a position to win.
2: Coach, when you have Dwayne come to the team and Rajon, how what was your mindset coaching this
4: team? Well, I, I was uh, I was really excited uh, about it, especially after the initial conversations uh, that I had with both players uh, after the signings happened. Uh, Rajon was in Chicago. Uh, right away after the signing, and, and I went out to LA, uh, you know, and, and had a three-hour lunch with Dwayne. Uh, got in the gym and worked out with him, uh, and saw the impact that they could potentially have uh, with this group with their leadership. Uh, you know, both of them have won NBA championships, and, it, and it's great to get guys uh, on your team that have that type of experience.
1: Fred, how do you handle tonight? As far do you have a designated guy that will feed you Cubs scores, or do you just <laughs> pretend like you are above that and, and aren't interested in? It?
4: Well, for the five people that are going to watch this in Chicago, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it's a it's, uh, it, 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 great opportunity. You know, I, again, I'm, I'm a lifelong Cub fan. I uh, grew up uh, watching Harry Carey back, uh, back in the day before they had lights uh, on WGN at, uh, uh, you know, the noon or 1 o'clock games. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm excited to hear about it. Obviously, my focus is going to be on the game. Uh, but hopefully uh, going after the game, after the game's over, uh, and hopefully the Cubs will have the lead and and finish it off. So it's T-Knock's job? T-Knock's job.
5: (laughs) Coach, small sample size, but what have you seen so far out of R.J. Hunter?
4: Uh, You know what I like what I've seen out of R.J.? He's he's a guy that can make shots. Uh, I I played against his team in college. Uh, Actually, he he came in, and he was a very difficult player to prepare for, not only because he can make shots, uh, but also because of his ability to put the ball on the ground uh, and also pass the ball. So uh, has not a lot of practice time just because of the way the season has been and, and the way the schedule uh, has been. But he's been putting in extra work, uh, getting in uh, uh, with, with some of the other guys, trying to figure out uh, exactly what we're doing on the offensive end, uh, playing a lot of three-on-three uh, to keep himself in shape. So, uh, you know, again, he'll be in uniform tonight, and, and uh, you know, you never know what will happen.
6: Fred, when, when this team was put together, people wondered how those three guys were going to fit together—Rondo, Jimmy, and D Wade. You know, what's what's allowed them to, to get off so seamlessly seems, the first week?
4: Or so? Well, I, I think the big thing with with you know, not only those three guys, but with all fifteen in our roster, is uh, is the chemistry they've developed. Uh, you know, they get along with each other. They they spend a lot of time together off the floor. Uh, mm-hmm. They they genuinely like each other, and, and that's uh, that's a great starting point. Uh, you know, I, I talk about this a lot. Our veteran players have done a great job setting the tone. Uh, we've got a lot of young players on this team, uh, ten guys with three years of experience or less, uh, and I give our, our veteran guys a lot of credit. You know, those three, along with Tosh Gibson and Robin Lopez, uh, have done a great job setting the tone uh, for this group, uh, bringing leadership, you know, not only verbally uh, out there on the floor, but also uh, with their work ethics, and, you know, that's that's very important when, when you have a young core of guys like we have. Coming back here? I know it's
3: only been a couple times since the trade, but still like come back here and looking yeah, forward always, to, yeah. to visit. Yeah. What do you what do you kinda like about coming back to Boston? Just energy. You know, energy the crowd brings you know, just the energy basically. Yeah. they fans, great fans. Yeah. Sort of. Kind of a little bit of its booze and chairs and, and and all that. kinda you kinda expect that from this crowd. Here. It is what it is.
0: Question: you had that overhead pass, so I think it was Nikola on the break in the last game uh, up in Chicago, and you, like, side spun it, it landed, just kind of popped backwards. Have you kind of worked on developing more English on your cross-court passes over the years?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I practice every day in practice. You know. I pass in the game. You, know, you can translate because I practice in practice. Is this a better fit for you in, in Chicago? What makes this a good fit for you as opposed to maybe Dallas or the Kings? What do you kind of like about playing with playing these guys?
4: Um, I think I have
3: a pretty good fits the last couple of years, but this team in particular, a lot of unselfish guys on the team, and we play for one another. Uh, how, how different is that from from the, those previous stuff? It just is. I don't want to elaborate too much on it. It's just, it's just a good feel here. And,
5: uh, the, the energy is you know,
4: what it is. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Brad, can you just talk about beating the Bulls without two
5: of your starters?
1: Yeah, I mean, that was a good win. Um, we were when we when we went small. We were really small um, there, and I thought that a lot of guys did a lot of good things. Isaiah made huge plays late. Thought Avery's defense was really good. Um, The whole night played through two fouls early and then I thought Marcus had a good first game back Brad any update on Jay's ankle? Jay sprained his ankle that's all I know Um, I was told that it would be at least a week and then we'll see after but I don't think we're I don't think we're into it enough to make an assessment on that Timeline it doesn't sound like he'll be back anytime soon
6: Do you feel like you've been holding Amir Johnson back all this
1: time? I, I do. Just talk about his, his third quarter. I mean, the that was great. I mean, you, you know, sometimes you just, you know, but I, but I will say this. Amir Johnson comes in and shoots after every practice with Jay Larinaga, and they shoot from spot threes. And, um, you know, I, I think that when you watch Amir do an individual workout, whether it's in the summer or the fall, people would be surprised at how many he makes. Not the people that came to tonight's game for the first time, but people that watch on a day-to-day basis.
5: Brett, uh, obviously now without two starters for the time being, how do you kind of deal with that? And, and is it just a, it's matter a great
1: of- opportunity for everybody else, you know, and we're early in the season. So everybody gets a chance to, you know, step up and make plays and compete, you know, and, We'll see. We'll try to figure it out.
6: You know, Amir had his third quarter, but then Tyler came in and scored like the first five points of the fourth. I mean, it's, you just talk about some of the stuff he did.
1: Both those guys did a really good job. Both those guys are good players. Um, we talked about Tyler's reliability off the bench, and um, you know, one thing about Amir when when he plays with Al, a lot of the times he's the He's the roller, and Al's the guy that plays on the perimeter. And tonight, Tyler is the roller, and he's on the perimeter more. So, um, you know, as I told Jay, um, there's that stretch four in him.
2: Coach, defense down the stretch, the scrambling on that. Um...
1: The last couple of possessions inside a minute and a half were pretty good. Um, even the one that Jimmy Butler hit right in front of our bench was pretty good. We lost uh, the transition basket; can't happen. Um, where Jimmy Butler got the dunk and um, you know we got you know they got three or four offensive rebounds on the one play. Um, but we were small now. Um, so we got to be better not fouling in that situation. We got to play better in that situation. I thought our offense was good and executed well, but we've got to be more sound defensively in that time.
2: Marcus, was that, that play kind of
6: designed for you to get an isolation there, or did that just kind of develop? It kind of just happened. I was supposed to get the ball back to Isaiah, but he was being overplayed, so you know, uh, just made a play. How did it feel for you to get back out there? To be honest, my wounds were on fire, but it felt good uh, getting the first game uh, back and you know, being able to come out with victory is, is always a good thing.
5: Marcus, can you talk about the hook shot? Like, well, I mean, how many <laughs> how many of those do you take? And when
6: you're confident, I actually work on those. Just working on getting it up, uh, high off the glass, over the big. Um, you know, and I just figured if I could get to the spot and put it up there, it'd you know, be a good shot. That. You looked like you were going nuts on the bench when Amir Johnson was going, hard. <laughs> what were you thinking during that draft? I was going crazy. Man. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he, I, I Whatever he ate last night or a drink or whatever he did, I want some of it. What do you think it says about this team early in the season? You, know, just, you lose to this team last week, you come back this week. Al's not here. you guys just to no. buckle right. down in those last two minutes. just shows our we rear. You know, this is a team, not just one player makes it. After Jay went down, Coach Stevens started you in the second half. What went through your mind knowing that you're going to need to come out strong for this group? Just that. I know I have to come out strong you know, and bring energy early. by the fourth three-pointer that you What are you thinking on
5: that? Situation? Um, well, I was just feeling good, you know. I made the first one and my confidence you know, built a little higher and I was able to knock down the fourth one. I don't think I even saw the basket, you know, I just had my follow through up, could have been and one. I thought it was. I never had a four point play before, but, um, you know, it was just uh, the basket got big to me once I knocked down the first one and, and they were just giving me so much time to, to, to focus on shooting the threes, you know, as I, I work on them every day and I was knocking them down. Did you know that you had hit a new career high? I definitely realized it. You know, I, I, as soon as I set subbed out, and I was, I, I told the guys I like I don't, I don't think I ever hit how many threes in a game before, and, and I, I realized that. Amir, can you talk about this briefly? What I mean, you didn't take many the first half of your career, and all of a sudden you start. I mean, I guess in Toronto you picked it up. What, what yeah, um, I, I, I'm always. Able to shoot, you know, guys can shoot in the league. Um It's just in our offense. You know, I, I try to, I always play team ball. I'm a very unselfish player. You know, I look to pass first, but um, you know, I was able to just you know find open spots and knock down shots. And it's it's what's in our offense. You know, I mean, I prefer to roll and get that soft pass. But if guys are just just laying off and give me that much time, I look like a in paint. You know, I'm, I'm gonna shoot the ball.
6: So be surprised at you know, after the
5: first of years, you know, I don't think I was on the Scott report <laughs> for, for running the mirror off the three point line. So, you know, it was just a good night for me. Is there a conscious effort with
0: uh, Al out into the Take advantage
5: of the shots you had in there? Absolutely, we definitely realize guys are down and um guys off the bench are, are definitely stepping up. Um Al is down and you know, guys are just coming and step up and doing game so we gotta play hard. I mean they in the, you had one in the corner and they chased you and you, and you dribbled and you took a, you took a floater. When's <laughs> the last time you've taken a floater off the off one foot? Yeah, they, um, <laughs> they closed out hard, and I was able to just get the drive and, and try to try to score the ball. You know, and, uh, it's just Like I said, it's just within the game. And you just make reads. And I didn't get that so kind of feel like high school out there a little bit? Like, you know. Uh. But more high school, I was all in the paint. I was more close <laughs> to yeah, that. What does it say for this team to, you
6: know, you guys have a 16-point lead, they come all the way back and tie it, and then you shut them out the rest of the game in those last two minutes?
5: Yeah, this is big for us to finish out games. Um, the main key is, is, is definitely uh, all you guys know is we've been struggling rebounding, so you know all we have to do is just get stops and get boards, and we're able to close out.
6: How important was it for you guys to get a win, considering the last time that you guys played them at the United Center right now
5: We definitely owed them. Uh, we were upset about that win. It was a close game, and uh, we hadn't made up our mind like we were going to win on our home court and it was definitely big because we have another tough team in Cleveland, so we didn't want to go on a loss and go on and play another te- tough team. So, you know, I'm glad we got the win.
6: Second back-to-back so far in the season for you guys. Is it mm-hmm. Was this hard for you guys to kind of stay in the present moment, knowing that you have Cleveland tomorrow?
5: Um, not absolutely. We definitely recognize our schedule. Um, like I said, we had it made up in our mind, like, we're, we're going to win this game tonight, um, get some rest, refocus, and, and go for Cleveland.